The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash slash Shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Mesh Shorts. Just in time for the summer, we've got a brand new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Good afternoon and welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, it's currently one twenty-six on the 15th of May 2023. My name is Barry Penaluna, coming to you from Bingham in Nottinghamshire, right in the middle of the UK. And I'm here to look back over the last nine Premier League games played over the last couple of days. I'll also recap our picks for tonight's game between Leicester and Liverpool. And then we'll have a little bit of a look ahead to this week's European second legs in the Champions League, Conference League and the whatever the other one's called. Europa Cup. Um, we've also got a midweek game between Newcastle and Brighton in the Premier League on Thursday night. We'll cover that as well. So, it's a bit of a collector's item, this show, as I'm here on my own, going solo for the first time. I've no doubt it'll be a show that'll probably be talked about for years to come. People will be saying, remember that time when Baz went solo and he hit a clean sweep of midweek picks without Mal there? Something like that, I can imagine, being said. For, for years to come. So we're going to have a good show. Mal is absent this week. Uh, he's unwell. Tells me he's uh, unable to speak at the moment. Some would say that's a good thing. I suspect the IT department in Mal's house is enjoying a bit of peace and quiet at the moment. One thing about Mal is he is a little bit of a fanny, so we're not quite sure exactly how ill he is. But if you could keep him all in your uh, thoughts and prayers for the next few days, and we might get him back in time for the the show running up to the weekend, whenever that may be. Uh, so it might be a bit of a shorter show than usual. Uh, we did think about scrapping this one, but I thought it was important to prove that the show must go on uh, just because Malcolm's not available. Uh, you know, if he does succumb to this illness, we need to prove we can, uh, we can manage without him. So here we go. Um, before we get into the football, just a little bit of lifestyle update uh, for people who have listened regularly. Child number one did turn 13 today, so I am now the father to a teenager. Um, I can report uh, that thankfully she did not get her wish for an orange lizard on her birthday, so there is no lizard. No reptiles of any kind were purchased ahead of her birthday, so that has come as a bit of a relief uh, to those that know about that one. Uh, finally, if you are watching on YouTube, do remember hit the thumbs up. If you aren't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. And the same on Spotify, uh, Apple, whatever it is you're listening to. If you're listening on audio, please remember to subscribe. And if you listen regularly, uh, and there are a lot of you who listen regularly, you might be one of the 90% of listeners who haven't bothered to leave a review yet. Uh, so please consider doing so. Drop us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is. It does help. It's much appreciated. So remember to do that. Spread the word and all of that. Um, so, yes, we'll, uh, we've had quite a busy weekend in the Premier League. Uh, so we kicked off 
with a lunchtime game between Leeds and Newcastle at Ellen Road, a game where Malcolm was in attendance, uh, which explains why Newcastle weren't able to get the result. Malcolm has a terrible, terrible record when supporting Newcastle away from home. And I missed most of the action on Saturday because uh, I had to take my daughter to a theme park at Alton Towers in the UK um, with the daughter and a friend for her birthday. So I was constantly keeping tabs on my phone. I did manage to watch all of the second half of this one. I managed to play it really well. I stuck the kids in a queue, an hour-long queue for one of the uh, roller coasters. And this was just as the second half was about to kick off. So send them in a queue. I know they're going to be there an hour. Sit on the bench, log on to Wi-Fi and watch the second half of this one. So I managed to uh, catch it um, for what it's worth. Um, so I think 2-2 the final score. And I think both teams will probably have come out of this one a little bit disappointed not to have taken all three points here. Leeds, because they went 1-0 up early on and had the opportunity to go 2-0 up with a penalty from Bamford. Bamford's in awful form at the minute. Um, he's getting absolute pelters from the Leeds fans uh, and he hasn't helped himself at all by missing that, um, which would have put them 2-0 up and could possibly have, have seen them able to sort of hang on and, and walk off with the three points from this one. Um, that was on 28 minutes. He missed the penalty. Two minutes later, Newcastle up the other end. Penalty themselves. Callum Wilson doesn't miss. And that's two, uh, 1-1. Um, Newcastle then went 2-1 up with a second penalty in the second half. Um, and Newcastle would be disappointed not to have seen it out from there. Um, 79 minutes, I think it was, when Leeds popped up with an equaliser. And that was that. Um, I'm not sure who the draw is the is a good result for out of this one. I'm not sure who's come out best, really. Newcastle, we sort of knew before this, we probably needed seven points to guarantee top four. We now need six points from the last three. Um, and Leeds, it hasn't really changed much for them. Leeds still remain in the bottom three. One point from safety as it stands. Uh, and with West Ham and Spurs still the players their final two. As I say, Newcastle remain third. Man United made up a bit of ground, but um, or behind them on goal difference. And Liverpool have the opportunity to make up a bit of ground tonight. My pick for this one was Newcastle to win and Newcastle to score two or more. They hit the two or more goals, uh, but I didn't see didn't see out the win for me. The one thing I did hit here, and it wasn't one we put out on the show, but I've mentioned it a few times, is a little mini bet builder on Newcastle. For Newcastle to score two or more, and Newcastle to take six or more corners. And that came in at around two to one. Other than the Arsenal game, you'd have hit this in most games for Newcastle recently. Always hitting the two goals, always hitting the six corners. And as I say, at around two to one, it's worth keeping tabs on that one. Um, from a betting point of view, Mal had the highlight in this one. Malcolm took... The half-time draw at 9-5, plus 180. Uh, that cashed for him to give him a nice start to the weekend. It turns out uh, the weekend went downhill from him from there, not only with a Newcastle result, but also with him being laid up with illness. Uh, next up was a game between Villa and Spurs. Uh, Villa went up early in this one through Jacob Ramsey. Spurs were probably a little lucky to get half-time, only one behind. Um, they did put some pressure on Villa in the second half, but to no avail. Uh, and Douglas Louise extended the lead for Villa on um, 72 minutes. Spurs did pull one back and had said before the game, it doesn't matter if it's a good Spurs performance or a bad Spurs performance. Harry Kane will pop up with a goal somewhere. 
Uh, and he did so again with a 90th minute penalty won by Kane himself. Um, I mean, he gets to the ball a fraction before the keeper. Uh, he goes to hurdle the keeper, then realises he doesn't want to hurdle the keeper. He puts his legs back down, clips his own ankle, uh, initiates the contact, goes over and wins the penalty. Is he clever or is he just a cheat? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. It's a debate for another day. I'll bring this one up on Malcolm later. Um but when you watch that penalty in slow motion, he absolutely bought it. And possibly the keeper shouldn't have let him have it, but anyway. Uh, so Kane did get his his goal. Um, doesn't seem all that long ago. Spurs were right in the top four race, does it? And they now find themselves nine points off top four with Villa right behind them and threatening to kick them out of the European spots altogether. Um, they're also struggling to appoint a manager. Pochettino is now being confirmed. Uh, he's going to be Chelsea boss. And Julian Nogglesman has decided he wants nothing to do with Spurs. Uh, so where they go from here, who knows? And my pick here was over 2.5 goals. I also put that up as my lock of the week. Um, and I hit my goal score. I picked with this one with Harry Kane at 11 away. So a good game all round for me. Uh, I think Malcolm went the other way. I think he went low scoring in this one. Um, but anyway, before we move on, uh, let me quickly tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers by far the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is covered by their lost or broken replacement cover. So if you lose or even break your sunglasses, even on day one, they tell us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase them. And if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or return them free of charge within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And a reminder for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping in Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarised sunglasses. Then don't forget to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Slash, why can't I say slash forward slash shady for your chance to win $500 in the shady May contest? You've got your shades, and now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for the summer. Perfect for any summer activity. Head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code shorts for 10% off. Next up, we had Chelsea v Forest. Um, both myself and Malcolm fancied Forest here to get something from this game, and that proved to be the case. Um, the Chelsea turnaround lasted just one game, uh, beating Bournemouth. Forrest went 1-0 up early on here yeah, with Awonigi, if that's how you say it. I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm going to have to mention it again because he did score again. Uh, he seems to be finding form just at the right time. Um, you know, it's another point that, that helps Forrest here. Yeah, this one finished 2-2, a quick sterling double. Turned things around in the second half before Awanee delivered a quick reply to to score to secure a point for Forrest. And a point that could prove important for them. Um, I think they'll probably take this one. Um, see where we go from there. I took the over 2.5 goals. 
which won for me. And Malcolm took Forrest on the Asian handicap plus one, um, which gave him a nice win. So, but two, double winners on this one. Give a good start to those three o'clock games. Um, next up, we had Palace v Bournemouth. There's not much to say here. I, I said beforehand, Bournemouth are really hard to call at the moment because from one week to the next, you, you're not surprised if they beat teams like Palace, but you're equally not surprised if they lose these sort of games. It was a really hard game on the money line for anyone to pick from. Uh, both the teams are safe before this one. And neither of them had any real patterns of form to follow. I did take Bournemouth to win purely from a value point of view. I thought they were a good price. Um, but in the end, they didn't have a single shot on goal. So not even close for me. 2-0 to Palace. Sees them join Chelsea on 43 points now. Palace in 12th, Chelsea in 11th. Bournemouth stay in 14th place. Next up was arguably our, arguably our best game of the weekend from a handicapping point of view. Man United 2, Wolves 0. Um, Martial put Man United 1-0 up in the first half. Uh, Garnacho wrapped it up 2-0 in injury time. Um, I took Man United to win the nil here. Uh, it just had really good trends towards it in, in the home fixtures for Man United. They'd kept, I think, five clean sheets in a row before this one. Um, Man Malcolm took under two and a half goals, which cashed easily 1-0 early on, um, but as I say, very late in the game before the second one went in. Also put up a correct score of 2-0. I'm not sure what price the 2-0 was, um, but Malcolm's handicapping absolutely nailed it, said it would be low scoring. Man United would probably win, and, it, and we were looking at a 1-0 or a 2-0. I think we were both on exactly the same wavelength and absolutely nailed this one. Um, after that, we had uh, Southampton v Fulham. We said Southampton were finished before this one, and it was finally confirmed. Yeah, with defeat 2-0 to Fulham, which means Southampton are now officially relegated. Uh, it was another great game for Malcolm. They put up Fulham to win. They put up Vinicius Junior, not Vinicius Junior, Vinicius, whatever his first name is, I don't know. Um, 5-2 to two for an anytime scorer, plus 250. And 13-2 to two for the first scorer, plus 650 for Vinicius for Fulham. Uh, Malcolm hit all of that. I needed... Over 2.5 goals. Um, it fell short and it cost me not only my pick in this game, but also my treble. I had an over 2.5 treble um, and this was the only leg that went down. Um, so, yeah, Vinicius were the first there. We also saw the return of Mitrovic from suspension and he grabbed the second goal for Fulham. Uh, so definitely want to keep an eye out, see if Mitrovic can finish the season strongly. So that brought up the end of the uh, Saturday games. Moving on to Sunday, first up we had Brentford v West Ham. 2-0 win for Brentford, and this one proved to be really, really easy. Um, both me and Malcolm put up Brentford here. Purely based on the situation, we knew West Ham had this game sandwiched in between their two Europa Conference League games. We both thought West Ham were going to throw absolutely everything at this Europa Conference League, and we both expected them to make a lot of changes, and that proved to be the case. Jared Bowen... Declan Rice, Paqueta, Ben Rama, Antonio, all left on the bench for West Ham. You looked at the team and you thought, yes, exactly what we thought. Um, and it turned out the game was exactly what we thought it would be as well. Really straightforward win. Mbwemo and Wisser uh, put Brentford two up by half-time. And that's how it ended. That was the end of that. Notable in this one was the absence of Ivan Tony. Uh, there's rumours around that his ban, we've known for quite a long time he was due a ban, 
for gambling activity. Uh, it's not yet been re- revealed how long it's going to be for, but the suspicion was that might have been why he wasn't in the squad because we haven't heard anything about any injury. So we might find out in the coming days that Tony is banned and probably for quite a while. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Next up, Everton v Man City. Pretty straightforward win for Man City here. 2-0 up in the blink of an eye late in the first half. After I mean, a fairly uneventful first half, really, up until that point. Everton did make a bit of a fight of it, possibly had the better chances in the first half, but I think it was 37 and 39 minutes, Gundogan with the first and Haaland with the second, and that was that. Um, Everton did hit the bar in the second half. Man City got the third early on, um, and once they got that far ahead, there was no coming back. Um, And off they go, strolling towards another title. Gundogan's first goal was a Thing of absolute beauty. I absolutely love that. His second from the free kick was was nice also. Uh, and he set up the hauling goal. So an absolute uh, masterclass from Gundogan, who's out of contract at the end of the year. And Man City must be desperate to tie him down. He's he's absolutely flying at this stage of the season. Um, <laughs> the main takeaway from me for this one is that Everton should really try and play with a full-sized keeper instead of little Jordan and his little arms. Um, there's, there's a still picture there of, of him trying to get to Gundogan's free kick. And he's at full stretch, arms out, little dinosaur arms. Um, and he's about six foot away from the ball. Like, absolutely no way. I don't know why he bothered diving. Uh, but he does like a little high right real dive, over exuberant dive, where he, he isn't getting anywhere near it. Uh, he had a similar one, actually, for the Holland goal, but he was going in the opposite direction of the ball. So he's diving this way, and the ball's gone that way. It was all... A little bit silly. But yeah, Pickford, I just don't get Pickford. I know Everton fans like him, and don't get me wrong, he pulls off some great saves at times, has the odd blinder of a game he did against Brighton. Uh, just just doesn't look like a goalkeeper to me something. Just get someone with real-size arms. Anyway, that's enough of Everton. Um, I took Man City in the handicap, minus 1.5, and once we got 2-0 up, never really looked in doubt. Um... And Sunday finished off with Arsenal v Brighton, possibly the highlight of the week, probably the biggest game of the week. Uh, Brighton won this one 3-0. Finally finished Arsenal's title push, you would imagine. Man, you now just need the one one win to wrap that up. Um, Brighton were really good value for the win here. NCC put them NCSO, sorry, put them up uh, on 51 minutes with Kiwio, I think it is, the Arsenal defender. Uh, sitting on the floor at the time, he can be always marking NC so and he drops to the floor to rub his, his sore leg. He'd hurt himself, bless him, um, rather than defend the cross. It's absolutely bizarre. I mean, he stayed on for the rest of the game, so he can't have been that badly injured. Just stand up and try and do something. It's not to say he would have stopped the goal, but it was all a little bit weird him him stand down rubbing his shin whilst NC so just knocks it in. So a lot finished 3-0. It was 1-0 for most of the second half. The Arsenal were right in it. But in reality, they never looked like getting back into it. Um, Brighton just looked comfortable throughout. They stretched the lead later on with goals from Undav and Estupinian. Um, Arteta got himself another yellow card for his usual tittish behaviour on the touchline. It's what we see every time from Arteta when he doesn't get things his own way. Um, another takeaway from this one is... What a bunch of fannies Arsenal are. Absolute soft shite. Um, the highlight of that being Saka getting shoulder barged on the touchline 
not with any real strength or malice or anything, and absolutely squealed like a baby. It was pathetic. Can't be having that. I'm sure Gabriel Jesus done exactly the same thing against Newcastle last week, squealing like a baby. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mind that result at all. Um, another downside for Arsenal was the loss of Martinelli to injury. Yet to see how long he'd be out for. Um, he wiped out Mitoma um, with a shitty challenge um, in the first half. That went unpunished. Was definitely a yellow, borderline red. Um, given how you know, depending on how you interpreted it. Anyway, he got off with it. So Kai Sido went and took his own retribution. Caught Martinelli with a late challenge. Wasn't a horrific challenge, but it was enough to be worth a yellow. Again, he didn't get punished, but Martinelli did pick up an injury, tried to play on for a little bit, but went off injured. It wasn't our greatest game, this one, from a handicap point of view. Mal took Arsenal. I think he put it up as his better of the week. Uh, I didn't. I hated that pick. It's short odds. I, I, I didn't like Arsenal at all. Uh, and I, I sort of come to Brighton a bit later. I, I couldn't be backing anyone at odds on against Brighton at the moment. Um but that said, I couldn't pick a winner myself. I went for the over 3.5 goals. Uh, I definitely, if you told me Brighton were going to get three of them, I would have put my house on Arsenal getting one. Um, wasn't to be. So, yeah, not a great game to finish off with. But it was a really solid week for us. We both had five winners from nine picks, but with lots of plus money stuff. Malcolm with his half-time draw. The Vinicius goal scorer stuff was brilliant. Um, I had Kane first score. Uh, Kane scorer as well came up. So I think for both of us, profitable weeks again, making a bit of a habit at the moment of, of hitting those sort of plus money winners, which are enough to give us a profit from our picks. So hopefully, if you tailed much of it, you've done all right. Um, we have got one game left tonight. Uh, that's Leicester against Liverpool. Uh, so if you are listening before that one, you might want to know what we've got. So a reminder, I went for Leicester team total. Two or more goals for Leicester at two to one. Uh, and Malas went for the first half goals, and I absolutely love this pick. The more I look at it, it might be one I'll go with tonight. Um, Malas gone for over 1.5 first half goals at 11 to 10, plus 110. I don't mind that at all, and I think it could be one where we might get the three and four, possibly. First half goals wasn't as live this weekend. Uh, maybe it'll bounce back tonight with Liverpool v Leicester. Right, um, before we move on, I'm going to take a little sip of water because it's a lot of talking doing this on my own. Um, but let me tell you about Talkify. Confidence is key when it comes to dating, but if you struggle to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident that you're meeting someone special who was picked just for you. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. They're trusted compatibility specialists, and select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. They'll then select and screen potential matches for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date, introductions, and handles all communications for you, creating a stress and safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com forward slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN. So, 
That brings us to the midweek action. Um, we've got semi-finals, second legs for the Champions League, the Europa League and the Europa Conference and a Premier League game between Brighton and Newcastle. So we're going to kick off with the Tuesday night game, uh, which is between Inter Milan and AC Milan. Inter are 21 to 20, plus 105. AC Milan 29 to 10, plus 290. And the draw is available at 23 to 10, plus 230. Inter Milan take a 2-0 lead into this one. They also come into this in far better form, having won their last seven games in all competitions now. Conceding only three in the last seven games and scoring 21. Uh, they did win 4-2 at the weekend against Sassuolo. Um, that result puts them up to third in the league uh, and looking pretty safe at the moment in the top four. AC Milan, on the other hand, are struggling to get back into that top four. They lost 2-0 to Spezia at the weekend. Uh, they're down in fifth in the league now. Um, they've been in reasonable form before the Inter Milan game with a nine-game unbeaten streak, uh, but it did include five draws. Um, not you know, not not in the best form, certainly not in as good form as, as we're seeing from Inter Milan at the moment. The last 10 games for AC Milan have gone under 2.5 goals, but the inter side of things worries me a little bit when looking at the unders, uh, full of goals at the moment. They've scored at least two in the last five games, and as I say, 21 in total in the last seven I think at these prices, I'm going to take this game to be very much the same as last week. A plus money, I think, in there on the money line is the pick for me. They're in good form. They're scoring and winning regularly. They've won the last three head-to-head now. Uh, so give me Inter. 21-20 Inter Milan to beat AC Milan on the money line. Next up is the Wednesday night game. Man City versus Real Madrid at the Etihad. Man City are three to five favourites, so around minus 165. Real are 17 to four, plus 425. And the draw is available at 16 to five, plus 320. 1 1 from the first leg. Not a bad result for City, but we keep saying you can never rule out this Real Madrid side under Ancelotti. And as long as you keep them hanging in there, the more they'll believe they can get the better of you and nick something. So Real will come into this with some confidence that they can get a result. Man City are two to seven to qualify now, and Madrid are available at five to two plus two fifty. I think with the tie all square at those prices, Madrid are, are arguably the more attractive option in terms of to qualify. If you're looking for value, I, I don't think I could be having having City at two to seven. Uh, it's very short against a Madrid side who can beat anyone on the day. I do think City will win. I just think it's a short price. I mean, you only have to go back 12 months to see Real Madrid knocking Man City out in this stage, in this competition. Um, the only difference there being the second leg was in Madrid. Uh, this time, City at home in the second leg. We'll, we'll definitely fancy that chances. City at home now have won 15 games in a row. 13 of them have been over two and a half goals. Nine of the 15 have had over three and a half goals. And City have won by two or more in all but two of those 15 games. So I do like City here. I do like City at home, but a bit too short for me to find a play on them. So I've decided to go for goals. Again, over 2.5 is a little bit short at 4-7. to seven. But on the Asian goal line, if we take over three, we can get around evens for that. That gives you a push if there's exactly three goals in the game and a win if there's four or more. That would be my main pick here. 
But I don't mind the over 3.5 if your book doesn't offer the Asian goal markets. Not all of them do. Um, then you can get over 3.5 goals at 11 to 8, so around plus 137. I don't mind that at all. Uh, as I said, it's hit over 3.5 has hit in nine of the last 15 City games at home. And let's not forget the last game, uh, the, you know, this game last season at this stage of this competition, finished 4-3 to City at the Etihad. So there's a bit of history in the head-to-head as well. Um, so, yeah, City versus Real Madrid, over three goals on the Asian line at around evens is the pick for me. Uh, but I don't mind the over three and a half. If you need to push it to three and a half with your book, then do so. I, th- I think we can get that, yeah. Um, that concludes the Champions League. So that'll bring us up to Thursday. We have the start. Uh, sorry, we'll, we have the second legs of the Europa League. First up is Leverkusen versus Roma. Um, Leverkusen are even money favourites. Roma are available at 29 to 10 plus 290. And the draw is 12 to 5 plus 240. Roma bring a 1-0 lead into this one from the first leg. It was a fairly evenly matched game. Um, Leverkusen haven't been at the best lately. They've got no win in the last four games. And they've now dropped the seventh in the league and just outside of the European qualification for next season. As it stands, Roma haven't been much better, though. That win in the first leg is their only win in the last six games now. They're currently hanging on to sixth place, just hanging on to a, the, the last of the European spots in the Serie A. I think it'll just be another tight affair here. We know Jose likes a defensive style anyway. They've got a lead to defend now. Neither team are in great goal scoring form. Roma have been solid defensively this season. They've got the best defensive record outside of the top four in Serie A. I think they've conceded 33 goals in 35 games, I want to say. Round about just under a goal a game. I think I think Leverkusen might win this. I think they might nick it 1-0 and possibly get us into extra time. It could be a could be a long night, this one. But either way, I can see a low scoring affair on the cards. And in my opinion, under 2.5 goals in this one is the way to go. It's 8-11. It's a little bit short. Um <laughs> Tough, tough match on the money line, this this one. Not. Leverkusen were a bit bigger. I might have been tempted with them, but uh, for me, I'll stick with the unders. Take this to be a 1-0 either way. At 8-11. to 11. Next up, the other semi-final of the Europa League. We have Sevilla v Juventus. Sevilla are 7-5 favourites here. One, plus 140. Juventus are available at 2-1, to one, plus 200. And the draw... Is it 11 to 5 plus 220? This one's delicately poised after a 1 1 first leg. Sevilla would definitely be disappointed coming into this without the lead, given that they created more chances. They had the better chances and they held a 1 0 lead right up until the 97th minute when Juventus got that equaliser really, really late on in that one. Both teams followed it up with a win in the weekend. Um, for Sevilla, it's just one defeat in the last 11 games now. I mentioned last week they're coming into form at the right time here. A bit late for the league. They're, they're sort of locked into the mid-table now. Um, but they've got a bit of momentum coming into this Europa League stuff um, with six wins in the last eight games now. Juventus are unbeaten in five with three wins and two draws. And it's another one where I lean towards the unders here. Under 2.5 goals. Juventus games have hit uh, nine out of the last ten games have hit the under 2.5. They haven't conceded more than a single goal in a game in their last 10. And although Sevilla are scoring plenty at the moment, I've just backed this UV defence over the Sevilla 
forwards. Um, I haven't got a money line play here. Qualification for either of these sides wouldn't be a shock. Um, Sevilla, we know, have got previous, they've got good form in this competition. Put it similarly, it wouldn't surprise me if Juventus can pull off a win away from home. I can see another one where it's a 1 0 either way, maybe a 1 1 draw, and we'll get extra time. Uh, but again, give me the unders here, two to two under 2.5 goals at 8 to 11 for me on this one. Um, so that brings us to the Europa Conference League, still on a Thursday night. Now, I've had a quick skim through these, not a great deal of analysis, but I have got a couple of picks. Uh, done a bit better on these last week um, and gone with a similar angle, really. First up, we've got AZ Alkmaar versus West Ham. Alkmaar are 17-10, to 10, plus 170. West Ham at 6-4, to 4, plus 150. And the draw available at 12-5, to 5, plus 240. So West Ham are slight favourites for this leg. Um, they have a 2-1 lead from the first leg. And West Ham showed with the weekend selections that they are throwing absolutely everything at this tournament. Um, and rightly so, it's a, it's a way back into Europe. They get qualification for the Europa League if they can win this. Um, and they should have a real chance if they can get past Altmore. Yeah. Um, so they've got a 2-1 lead to defend. Um, they were good value for the win last week, I thought. They they had an XG of 3.1 to Altmore's 0.3 in that first leg. Altmore are a decent side. They're third in the league currently in Netherlands. They're currently ahead of Ajax in the league. Uh, I can't believe Ajax are still down in fourth place at the moment. They've got a game in hand over uh, Altmore. But at the moment, Altmore are having a good season. They're scoring an average of two per game. Uh, they've scored 64 in 32 games in the league. And they got a, a good win at the weekend, 5-1. can't remember who it was against now, but uh, 5-1 win for Alkmaar at the weekend. I think goals in this one, I, I've went unders on the uh, the two Europa League ones, um, but I'm switching my strategy a little bit here. I think there will be goals in this one. Alkmaar at home with a crowd behind them in a close game where they're still right in the tie. They'll have a right go at West Ham. And West Ham have only got one clean sheet in their last six. And they've conceded 12 in the last six, West Ham. So definitely vulnerabilities at the back for West Ham. Alkmaar can get involved. Um, I still, I'm not sure who goes through from this one. I, I think this could be a really, really good game. I think it could be entertaining. I'll probably keep an eye out for this one. But I think the both teams to score appeals. It's at eight to eleven. So I'm going to go a slightly higher pick. I'm going to take the over two and a half goals in this one at nine to ten. So just short of odds on around minus one ten. Uh, over two goals in the Alkmaar v West Ham game. And the final game of the European fixtures is Ball or Basel. I think I think I said Ball last week. I think I actually prefer Basel. I'm going to go with Basel now. Or Ball. Who knows? Just say it however you want to say it. But I'm going to say Basel this week. V Fiorentina. Basel or 8 to 50. 18 to 5, sorry. Plus 360. Fiorentina, 3 to 4, minus 135. And the draw is available at 11 to 4, plus 275. Bars will come into this with a 2-1 lead from the away leg. They nicked that in the 93rd minute. Uh, they were a huge 8-1 to last week on the money line. And for me, they look a big price again, given that they've went to Fiorentina and won the away leg. They're now quite a big price for the home, home team. Um they were fairly evenly matched last week. Similar shots on goal. Fiorentina had a slightly higher XG, but nothing ridiculous enough to suggest they're going to blow Basel away here. Um, and for that reason, I fancy Basel to do enough to qualify. 
Um, so a win or a draw for Barzwell, see them go through, obviously. You can get them on a double chance at evens to win or draw. Um, if you want a slightly safer play, then Barzwell to qualify is available at 7-10. to 10. So that would give you the chance if they lose by a single goal, but then go on to win it the next time or win it in penalties. So I think the juice may be worth it a little bit on that one. So I think that'll be my pick. Bars will qualify from here. Uh, remember, they are one goal up from the first leg. Bars qualify at 7-10. to 10. Uh, As I say, I think Fiorentina, they're a bit short for me to be that short odds on away from home. Against Bars aren't a bad side. And they, and they showed that in the first leg. As I say, they were a, they were a good match. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a pick for me. That wraps up all of the European action. Um... Finally, we've got a Premier League game between Newcastle and Brighton. Game with big implications for Newcastle, depending on how Liverpool do tonight. Liverpool ought to win. Um, they'll be up to within a point, I think, of Newcastle. And then this will be Newcastle's opportunity to stretch their legs and get away again. If Newcastle can beat Brighton, big, big step towards securing the top four. But it's a big ask. Um Newcastle are 10 to 11, minus 110. Brighton, 13 to 5, plus 260. And the draw, 14 to 5, plus 280. Newcastle has stumbled a little with a defeat against Arsenal, being followed by a disappointment versus Leeds. Um, they know if they win the two home games, then top four be confirmed. But this one definitely looks to be easily the hardest game of the run in for, for Newcastle. Um, or so we would assume having watched Brighton push Arsenal aside yesterday. Um, but they aren't blowing everyone away. Let's not forget they did, you know, they had the good win against Arsenal. They beat Man United 1-0. They hammered Wolves 6-0. But let's not forget they also lost to Forest uh, and they got absolutely battered off Everton. Um, both of those games comfortably beaten. So they are capable of throwing in the odd poor performance. Uh, but Newcastle will have to be back to their best year to get a result, I think. Newcastle has stopped keeping clean sheets, which is a concern. Uh, I think their Newcastle's strong season was built on the back of that sort of defensive solidity. But no clean sheet in eight games now for Newcastle, which is a bit of a concern. On the plus side, they have started finding the net again. And it has been very much of a case of Newcastle having to score more than you because we're not going to keep a clean sheet. And I think this could be the same again. Um Remember, Newcastle have still only lost two home games all season. Um, they lost against Arsenal last week and Liverpool are the only team to go to St James's Park other than Arsenal and come away with three points. Um, they've won the last four before the Arsenal game and scored 13 in those four games. For Brighton, seven of the last nine games have gone over two and a half goals and the last four away games have all went over and all went both teams to score. And those are the sort of angles I like here. I can't see Newcastle keeping out Brighton. The way Brighton play at the moment and the way Newcastle have been letting goals in, I just feel like Brighton are going to score. I do still think Newcastle can win the game. I think we can score enough. We've been scoring enough at home lately. Uh, it's a tough game to call on the money line. I don't like Newcastle's price. I don't want them at odds on. And I do, as I said before, I don't think I've got many teams odds on against Brighton at the moment. Um, but I like the goals. Over 2.5 is a little bit short. But if we tag on the both teams to score, we can get it to 5 to 6. So I think that's a reasonable price. And I'm going to put that up as my selection here. 
So that's over 2.5 goals and both teams to score at around five to six. Um, the other thing I mentioned earlier is a one that keeps hitting for me over and over again in Newcastle games and more so as well in, in the home games. But it's Newcastle to score two or more and Newcastle to take six or more corners. It's available at around 12 to five plus 240. And it's a nice little bet builder that's hitting often. It's hitting more than one every other game. So at the prices, it just looks good value at the moment. Keep riding it. While Newcastle are getting the corners, keep riding it. And the corners are on their own. Newcastle corners this week is available at five to six for them to get six or more corners. They've done that in the last six home games in a row and in eight of the last nine. Uh, so that's one I really like here. And again, always happy to endorse a corners ladder in these Newcastle games as it's delivered for us so often. So yeah, five to six for Newcastle to get six or more corners. I bet that's hitting eight of the last nine home games for Newcastle. Getting close to even money for that just looks like something you've just got to keep playing. Um, so that, ladies and gentlemen, is everything covered. 41 minutes. thought I'd rattle through it a bit quicker than that without Malcolm gassing away. But uh, there we are. It's been a little bit different. I mean, probably better, I would say. I mean, if you prefer this without Malcolm getting involved, then slide into my DMs, let me know, and we'll see if we can get him binned off. Um, but thank you all for listening. If you're listening for the first time, um, it's usually better than this. Uh, it's not normally just me droning on for 45 minutes, so, so give us another chance. Hopefully we'll still pick some winners from this one. But do get back involved. If it's your first time, this isn't the norm. There's normally two of us, and it's normally fun, and we normally put out a lot of winners. Don't forget to like, rate, review, etc. wherever it is you're listening. Get involved in the Discord as well. Uh, always busy in the Discord on the soccer channel during these big Champions League weeks, so get involved with that. There'll be plenty of picks going up. I've already seen a few suggestions on picks for tonight's games as well, so get stuck in. Um, hopefully, Mal will be on the men by Thursday. Not for the podcast purposes, but because Newcastle home to Brighton, uh, Malcolm should be there. So we won't be live Thursday night because Malcolm will be at the match. I'll be watching the match uh, and neither of us will be in any state to, to record on Thursday night. So hopefully we'll get a show out to you later on Friday covering all of the Premier League stuff. Uh, but we'll keep you informed on that. Keep an eye on the socials. We'll let you know when we're going to be recording that one. But that's enough from me. Uh, I hope you all enjoy the Champions League games. Good luck with your bets. And until next time, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.